Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sporting 160 EM podcast. We're on episode 172 today, and we've got a jam-packed episode for you today. But before we get into it, let me introduce to you my co-host first, main man Rich. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm really good. We scraped we scraped a win. We called it last week. Uh gave us a nice little scare. But uh we kind of shit housed our way through uh to the final with uh maybe a couple Kazus, so it is what it is, though. We played Porto on Saturday as the final, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, good. Yeah. Set aside my, my calendar that day. <laughs> nice. And last but not least, we got the main man, Chris. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, definitely um, would have been bitterly, bitterly disappointed um, if we weren't at least playing for, you know, a, a winter championship final. We are the task of the League of Merchants now. This is this is where we shine. So, you know, to not make the final would have been really disappointing. Um, so we'll talk about it, but job job done. Just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And of course you can follow me here as well. Also don't forget to follow Steph and the main man Danny as well. And also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at sportyl sixty underscore yen. Also, if you haven't already, you're watching this now, please subscribe. We want to get to 1,000 subscribers. Hopefully, let's let's put a target of maybe June. So we'll go six months in. Hopefully, we can get... End of the season. End of the season. Okay. End of the season, which is about End, June anyways. Yeah, yeah mid, like early, second week of May. Yeah. End of the season, hopefully, we get to 1,000 subscribers. Also, TikTok is popping off at the moment, so make sure you follow us down there as well for shorts of the podcast. If you don't have time to watch it all, we'll upload the best bits down there. Now... Let's get into sort of, before we get into the football, we'll get into the transfer news. And of course, there is one big story that is dominating the headlines. And when I get it up, I will show you. Oh, I haven't heard. What is it? <laughs> it is when it loads. That's how I might get loaned. <laughs> Life-changing news. Philippe Shabby has gone to the <laughs> Okay, I no, forgot about that one, yeah. Sorry. The real blender, so, not Chris. Fake oh, let's go. Yeah, Chris, this is your forte. Where obviously, was he Felipe uh, He was in Azerbaijan. We, we, oh, yeah, we've yeah, cut ties with him. He's not ours anymore, officially. But yeah, exactly. Chris, man, exactly. what, what do you think of this blockbuster move? Um, I'm really excited to have. I don't know why he shouldn't have left Portugal. Um, <laughs> ever. Um, I know the stint at Coimbra was bad. They got relegated. Maybe had to burn off some steam, but he's back now, baby. Yeah, okay. Obviously, that was a joke, uh, but one that I enjoyed, at least. Um, So we'll go on to the actual transfer news, and this is actually dominating the headlines, and that is Pedro Porro's departure, imminent departure, according to record, to Spurs. Um, The the clause is going to be paid, whether that's installments or anything, we don't know yet, but record has said it's close to being done. Fabrizio tweeted about 15 minutes ago saying exactly the same thing, that talks are progressing and it's going to be done in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, Tariq Lamptey has been apparently looked at as a replacement on loan from the, the Sporting Sad to, to get in if Porra does leave. So it's a whole big story with dominoes obviously leading on to other things. Um, but Rich, I'll start off with you. $45 million for Pedro Porro. Um, pretty much a done deal as far as we're aware, unless anything changes. We know Daniel Levy from Spurs loves to cheap out, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But what are your thoughts on, on the overall deal? Uh, we kind of, we kind of figured like around this weekend was when stuff was probably going to start heating up. 
Uh, we figured if it wasn't going to be after, like right before the toss of the league of final, it'd be, it'd be right after. So not a huge shock. In terms of the price, I'm shocked we actually held out for the release clause for once because, like, we haven't done that in ages. Uh, it's a fair price. Like, we have 70% of his pass, so we basically end up with just over $30 million by the time it all shakes out and we have to split with Man City, which still isn't bad. For a player we spent $8.5 million on, that's a that's an amazing return on investment. So I, I have little complaints. It sucks because we're losing, in my opinion, arguably the, the our best player this season up there with probably Nuno Sanch. Uh, yeah, it hurts because I, I love the guy, but he's gonna get paid a lot more to go to Tottenham, and uh, I can't I can't say I blame him, but he you know, he's got to go play for Tottenham. So my condolences at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris, what about you? What are your overall thoughts on this deal if it does go through? Yeah, like, uh, obviously acknowledging the reality of the situation, like that our players are obviously, you know, our better ones are going to get often robbed, stuff like that. Um, Obviously that the salary, stuff like that, we're not going to be able to compete with that. And also we all kind of, it seemed like it was trending to happen and that it was probably going to happen they were bidding 30 then 38 plus players and 37 plus. It's like, you could see that they were kind of building to getting there. There's like a week left in the window. Like it's probably going to get there. I am a bit shocked that I don't, I think that if we're winning against Aruka or one, nothing or two, nothing, he doesn't come on. Yeah. Um, and when he did come on, he made an impact it, very clearly. He almost scored on his first touch. He almost scored instantly. Amazing. He had a couple of dangerous balls. And within three minutes, he had actually scored the goal. Um, so it was a measurable impact. Uh, again, I, I, I think that him not starting was a pretty clear indicator even yesterday how close this was. We know that they had talks all day today. Probably got closer, probably figured out the exact installment payment plan. Maybe they're going to get someone on loan. It seems like that kind of talk has died down. Um, so it's just figuring out the payment structure. I always thought something like 40 plus 5 was probably one of the more realistic outcomes. Wouldn't shock me if that's what it ends up being. Um, Sporting might be trying to get 45 plus 5 or something like that. And Spurs is like, now nah, we'll only go to the release clause or something like that. So hashing out final details, but I, Saturday, uh, I wonder if he'll even be dressed Saturday. He could even be announced as a Spurs player before then at this point. Um, it's, yeah. uh, it's Wednesday. He could be in, it could be like, it's final Thursday. He flies to London Friday. He's holding up the Jersey Friday. He's not playing Saturday. Um, and if it's, he's one, one step away from that, he's probably not even going to dress. So I, I think that we sadly may yeah. have seen the last of Pedro Poro, which is kind of surprising to me because I would have thought that we would have tried to hold out for it through the Allianz cup and knowing that we still had three days, like we talked about from the final to deadline day, still those three days to get it done. I, I'm kind of shocked. I'll be honest. Like I, we're kind of getting owned a little bit on that front. Yeah, We're owning ourselves. It's, it's totally self-inflicted. <laughs> Like we could have, we could have probably held out until like the eleventh hour on Saturday. It's like I'm glad we're getting the clause. Presumably. Oh, absolutely. I'm not mad about what we're getting. I guess that's the trade-off. I don't know. Uh, I don't get why 
urgency is the Spurs have like a, I don't know what their schedule looks like, um, but yeah, it just seems it seems like there's plenty of time. You know, it's only January twenty fifth. You know, yeah, like the window closes. What? Like, that means we only do business on deadline day in recent years. You know, like yeah. this is. This is, this is all crazy. Everything that's happening is crazy, even yeah. though it is eventually going to lead to the same outcome, um, us losing a critical player at the end of the window. It is happening in a different way, you could say, than it than it normally does, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm going to agree with both of you, obviously. Um, I mean, I don't think we've ever sold a player for the release scores, like... Ever so is is not. Guys we said we technically still haven't, right? Let's, yeah, I, but no. it seems like we are. Things could change, but we've we've come close a few times, but we've never had a guy outright for the release clause. Yeah, but it's also because we're setting like the, the one bad thing I have about this deal is that the clause is so low. It's forty five million in these days and nothing, especially when you have to remember that City are getting thirty percent of this deal anyway. That takes what's that going to 27, 28 million or something like that? We end up with I think I did the math today. If it's subtract another it's, at least ten percent. If it's forty five million, it's we'll get <laughs> thirty some. We'll get like just over thirty million before. I'm assuming an intermediary, like an agent or something, probably takes another five ten percent of that. I would say probably five yeah. percent at least. Yeah. So usually, usually the only thing is like. <laughs> If we're honest, not so. getting all of the <laughs> all of the fee, you'd think that the sad and veranda would be like, okay, since we're not getting all the fee, you're going to put the release clause to sixty or seventy. I know forty-five for right back is quite a lot. Even fifty would have that... made a difference. <laughs> yeah, fifty-fifty-five exactly. would have made a difference. But it's just like even for guys. Sometimes like it Inacio feels like they. Sometimes it feels like when well. they do the release clause, they just take a dart and just throw it, and it's like, okay, sixty. That's a random number generator. Yeah, I feel like it kind of is, and it, like, usually, like, honestly, it doesn't usually matter. And if it's something super elevated, like, let's say it was 80, right? Obviously, they're, they're not going to pay 80 million no. right now. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. But would we it be... It also gives us more negotiating room how as much well, more so could yeah. we re- How that. much more could we really get out of them, do you think? Out of Tottenham, I not think a lot, you... but... I think, I think at a moment, could get like a Real Madrid or someone else to to come in. There's he's been linked to like five different clubs in the last six months. He would oh. go to Real Madrid in the summer if he didn't leave to go to Tottenham. Now it seems like yeah. that's what would happen, right? I think yeah. you could still get another like five. I think you can get like between fifty and fifty-five. So what I don't get is why Man City just doesn't pull trig on their uh, on their lowered buyback clause of twenty-five. Million. They must why do they just do that? And then just even if they don't want him, like, just sell him. They don't care about like making a quick like thirty million just for like. Does it have something to do with financial fair play? Maybe that's the only. Imagine they buy him back and then loan him to Sporting till the end of the season after they hit buy back, (laughs) or (laughs) and he's on loan again, or he just stays on City. I don't know, bro. I I don't get it. Why City doesn't? Well, what's their right back depth chart? Like it's Cancelo and Kyle Walker, but Cancelo plays left back half the time. They've been playing a John Stones at right back, I think, as well. They're back blinders. Good for him. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a it's a low clause. It doesn't give us a lot of negotiating yeah. room anyway. And also, like so many teams, like I said last podcast, that in the Premier League he, he gets into. But every team right now really needs a, a right back. Like we said, Real Madrid, probably even teams like Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. These yeah, are guys that, that that need fullbacks. And like there's not 
not many great ones around Europe, especially at Porto's age. He's still what under twenty and twenty four, if not twenty four, twenty three. So he's still what, yeah, I think he's like twenty three. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. oh yeah, they have Rico Lewis as well, who's, oh, who's yeah. a youngster. But um, but yeah, I I think you know it's forty five million is what it is. I think we probably could have got more. Um, but at the end of the day, we're powerless if a team comes to pay the clause. I really hope they do pay the clause. I don't want some. The only deal I take is the one I saw the other day, where it was like thirty five plus the rest of Edwards, which is the fifty percent. Yeah, I was you whatever, you lose on, again, whatever you lose on Poro's deal, you'll more than make up for with Edwards, like in the summer. Yo, also Edwards, no talk about him whatsoever since the fifty percent. It's died like, down. It's died down. Someone in theory could, someone could come in on a deadline day raid. It's not impossible. Yeah, he's yeah. been playing a little bit worse, I guess, and we still only have the fifty percent. It's not in the Edwards. It seems to be not going to happen in this Poro deal. No. So. But also, yeah. Tottenham's interest in him seems to have died down as well. Because at that point, at one point, it was the double raid coming, you know, but now it seems they've only focused on Poro. Well, yeah. Sam pointed out Daniel Levy is kind of cheap. He's one of the cheap of the, of the alleged big six. He's probably the cheapest of those, the six club owners because Man City has infinite money. The Glazers like to light money on fire. Arsenal. They spend a lot. Of money, they spend. Yeah. Chelsea spends a lot. Chelsea's always spent a lot of money. Since I was a kid because they went from a brand. They went from Russian oligarch to American oligarch, so they're they're gonna spend money. So Lev, that leaves Levy as kind of the odd man out. Um. So like, what do you do? So I I, I think that's just they they had to pick their player to die on, and it's it's the right back, not the not the winger. Also, on your it's, point about it's the, the player right now, probably yeah. Also, on the point about the release clauses we were talking, I think they use the same number generator that the uh, Portuguese League and Federation uses to determine their fines. They just use a random yeah, number that's generator. A random, go, this that is, is 100% a, a number. This is generator. what we're going to get today, and this is the number. 10,624. It's like there's no way 11, that's not a random number. 11 generator. for the uh, Sporting Women's Code. They pick a range, and then it generates a random number. What the People who are European-based, what does 11 euros buy you right now? Because I, I don't know what that converts to quite in Canadian. I know Canadian dollars. Sucks, um, so. <laughs> it'll buy you lunch. It'll cool. In Portugal. That you, but okay, it, so it, it'll it buy you $11 will not buy you lunch in America. But it, it, for now, it will in Portugal, presumably, in most places. <laughs> yeah. 11 euros will buy you lunch in Portugal. It probably doesn't buy you anything in Canada. It probably buys you like a, <laughs> a pack of gum or, or like a Kit Kat. Yeah, um, j- just on Chris's point about Edwards as well, what makes me laugh about it was um, like Anthony Gordon is rumored to go to Newcastle and Everton wants 60 million. He, he's not a better player than Mark, so there's no not. disrespect to Everton or Everton fans, whatever. No chance he's better. He's, I think Edwards has played more professional games than him as well. This is like uh, uh, uh Anthony Gordon's like second or third season. This is English um, tax plus Prem tax, is what it is. Yeah, but it's also like again. I think Edwards has a clause of forty-five million. Like, why yeah. are we setting these clauses so low when you can get put? I'm not saying he can go for sixty, but like at least put it up so it's not just easily done. But um, yeah, speaking of fines as well, um, I wonder. I wanted to say this last time, but I completely forgot. If someone can, can you please add up the amount of fines that Miguel Braga has got on Sporting and see if we could buy a striker with the money? Someone's got time out there, please. 
Like, I Someone know some must have tried. Time on the I wonder what it is. Probably between him and Vienna and like all of the like garage incidents that are like some random diddy events. I bet it's probably like in the couple hundred thousand range. At least like yeah. 500,000, maybe closer to a million even. But like, feels like it maxes out at like a million, but it's definitely in the hundreds of thousands, you would think. It's got to be up now. there with the amount of shenanigans. Because it's 10K, 20K, 10K, 8K, 6K. Like, it adds up over time. Yeah. When you do it like 17 times a season for, you know, what, six I years know, now? Yeah, I want to know <laughs> if it's over the last like calendar, calendar year from now, from this time, lot like today. To like a year ago, what have we done in a 12 month span? Well, yeah, there's also the, the sort of brawl for all that happened at Porter, I think probably almost a year ago now, where I think a oh, lot yeah, of fines actually. were given out. So that was mm-hmm. what? Uh, was that a, a, a league game or a toss game where they just decided everyone, it was like the semi pro scene, everybody hit somebody and they just started swinging at each other. I think it was a league game. I think it was a league game. It was a league game because then we played them twice after in the Tassa de we did. Portugal yeah. after. We did. Yeah, and that's nothing happened in those two them. games. We blew a 2-0 lead that game too. <laughs> that league yeah. game. That was the game that basically Cause, took Because Coates got sent off, I remember. Yeah, That, that, that was, was the game that took us out of the title was that game. And I was like, yeah, we're done. We've blown a 2-0 lead. We had to win this game. But yeah, just just the food for thought. If anyone does have the time to add up Miguel Braga's fines and let us know, uh, I, I'd be glad. Um, and add add Hugo Viana. That I saw last week. I wasn't on the podcast, but on Hugo Viana's birthday, he got a fine for saying something to. Was it, was it against Benfica? I think it was against Benfica. Yeah, it was Benfica. Yeah. It was in the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was a tunnel. He, he gets fined just as much as Miguel Braga, if not. He can't help himself, more. man. He, no, dude, he, you know what he, he get? He picks up like a he picks up like a two hundred euro fine for standing in the wrong area constantly. Yeah, he, he must not be allowed to like go to the bench or something, and he must just always do it. Yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, it's something he just repeat offender of. He's got yeah. He's got a bunch of like he's got a bunch of big fines, <laughs> but he has even more like just stupid little yeah. or not wearing the right identification. Yeah, or whatever the fuck. He's got a bunch of little <laughs> fines for like stuff that can very easily just be avoided. And he's like, screw you, I'm not paying attention. Yeah, that and Miguel Braga and um, the guy from Porto, Francisco Marx and Benfica's communica- communications director, I can't remember the name. Why are all three of them so like stupid and so they're like angry little chihuahuas? All they they just do is it's like their job. I feel like it's like job requirement, you know? Like that's the objective. I think it goes on like their someone. CV or their resume that you have to be wanting <laughs> to like stir the pot. Yeah, they're just they're just, just as, like as, be as annoying while doing it. Yeah, be as be as much of a nuisance as you possibly can. I will say I don't think um, Hugo Viana is as bad as Francisco Marx because that guy is everywhere and i think i'm going to put allegedly here so i don't get sued or anything domestic abuse for against his wife like yeah. I think last year maybe two years ago so that guy just seems like a piece of shit in general um but anyway i'll, I'll swiftly move on i wanted to get onto this bit um which is again still pedro poro but we're just gonna read out some stats for you so he's played 96 games uh 12 goals from right back obviously 20 assists one league title two tasks the leaguers one super tasa he was named in the team of the year in 2020 to 2021 and 21 to 22 seasons. Um, like we said, 45 million. But what I'm going to ask you, uh, I'll start with you, Rich. What is your favorite Pedro Porro moment? It's hard to pick just one. He's got a, he's got a few. 
Um, that moment of blood, like in the and that home game against Vizella was like amazing. Like I know it's recency bias, that's up there. Uh, so but he scored in the League Cup against Braga the first the first time we won as well when we went back to the first of the back to backs. That was that was pretty sweet. Uh, that was that was a COVID year too, so there's like nobody in the stadium. Uh, so that's probably up there. I think he ended up scoring what was the game winner in uh, the 2021 Toss the Liga. I'll put that up there because it won us a trophy. And we were going into that season very much not expecting to do anything. We had come off of a disaster campaign the year before. So we were just like, if we can even kind of sniff around like a European spot and get into like a couple semifinals or quarterfinals, we'd be happy. So I'll, I'll put that one, the game winner against Braga in the Toss the Liga. Yeah, fair enough. Chris, what about you? What's your favorite Pedro Porra moment? That's definitely a good one. Um, he has scored a few bangers. Um, he has. He's scored a few. For sure. He's definitely scored a few bangers. Um, or just even inside the box shots that are just really well placed and mm-hmm. hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> giving giving his jersey to, to Maggie on that video is... That was you know what? I changed. Way. I changed my mind. That's my favorite Pedro Porro moment. That is. <laughs> I changed just, my mind. Bro, that that has like generated so much content for so many different groups of people over the past like six months. Um, just and, and his like the 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 like the the other like TikTok videos that that he's recorded, um, dancing with like random. 15 year old girls like in the garage i mean the guy is (laughs) the guy is content bro the guy is content he's active on twitter not many players really are his twitter's so funny sometimes too he he's content bro and i'm like gonna miss him as a player and i'm gonna miss him as fucking content like and i'll I'll also always be a fan of his as well and he would just like he'd comment on like right like he just random comments on like Ugart's like Instagram or something. Ugart's the only other one who is Yeah, online. Ugart's kinda of funny too. <laughs> God help us if we lose him. We're gonna have no content. <laughs> yeah, we're losing one content machine for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh I was gonna say mine was the the one that Chris said about uh getting hugging Maggie on the backstage sporting video, but it was also him dancing in the club with her as well, which I think got more viral and definitely yeah, a lot of people uh, unfortunately, we're a bit took it a bit too far, I think. But, um, I would say, in terms of game, there's one that's really underrated, and I feel like because not a lot of people remember the goals, and it's because I went to it as, as well. Was the Sporting Dortmund game where he got the rebound on the yeah. header from the penalty, and that pretty much was the goal that sent us through to that ended uh, up being decisive 16. because we would concede it again, right? Yeah, that we was like three decisive. two, yeah, three one. That was the game we, that we needed was the game to win winner, by two. Yeah, and us, we were up two nothing. It put us up three three nothing, oh. and then we conceded. Yeah, that's what yeah. clinched it. That's what clinched it with a game to spare was that goal, basically. Yeah, so one. that one, that one for me. But there, like you said, the one against Braga and just others. There are so many other games that you could pick, and I think that's a testament to how good he yeah. was. Like we read out the stats from from right back to score double digit goals, let alone twelve and twenty assists. It's just. Yeah. Just absolutely fantastic, and obviously, it's, it's football is primarily stats based, but there is a lot of stuff you can see that isn't on the stats. That when you see Pedro Porro, every tackle that he wins, like sort of like grabs the shirt, and like you could tell he loved he he loves he the club, he loves here. the fans. Yeah, he he loved being here, and I think 
you know, I don't want to say his career was sort of going downwards, but he started at like the top with Man City and then Valladolid and Girona. I'm not saying those were te- like were down, but it's like no one really heard of Pedro Porro and then he came to Sporting, did a successful loan, won the league, and then, you know, it's back to heights. I personally think Spurs is the wrong move for him anyway, but, you know, for him, it's life-changing money. Um, and I, su- I suppose... Even guys like Regulon, who went to Tottenham, are now back at like Atletico Madrid. So there's mm-hmm. it's not like a career ender. He's still young, even if that move doesn't work out. And I'm not trying to say it won't. But, um, but yeah, I mean, top man, top player. I, top. I see him back in Spain. He'll, dude, he'll be back. He'll end up at like Real Madrid. There was rumors of Barca and Madrid. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico. He will be at a top team in Spain one yeah, day. But he's living his Premier League dream. One last fun moment. I think he assisted the goal, Mateus Dunes' goal against Braga uh, in the title-winning year as well when we were down 10 minutes. He did. He might have got the assist on that goal, so that's up there. I think he did too. Because we played like from like 25 minutes on with 10 men. and We like played a curving ball around. He missed like the whole defense in midfield with the ball and managed to find the one guy open. Like, it was a hell of a ball. Because, yeah, that was a game where, like, if we lose this game, it could be very dicey in the championship. And then we shithoused our way with that goal, and he assisted. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and to Juicebox comment, no, but yes, I guess is the, the best the best answer. To it's, it's officially, it's unofficially <laughs> official, I, I guess. It's, like, Fabrizio's Romano's basically, I think he's already tweeted, here we go. Like, it's pretty much a done deal. Yeah, he said in the next 24 to 48 hours, it's going to be a done deal, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, so we'll, I think have, we we'll probably find out tomorrow or Friday at the latest, I would think. You, you might see him in the stands Saturday to celebrate with the team, but even that might not happen with how fast. Yeah, he might be in moves. England at that point. He might even be he in might, England. Yeah, he so might already be in London. Yeah. Can I just say, Rich, you said to celebrate with the team, so that means that we're going to win on Saturday? Oh, I'm an optimistic guy. I know I... I mean, here's the thing. In the final, so he's going to be receiving a medal in the mail either way. We got to keep up the streak. I don't know what you do with an Allianz Cup runners-up medal you receive in the mail. I don't know what you do with that. Especially because he's already got two winners' medals as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. Any runners up medal is like an Olympic gold medal or like a World Cup Euros winner medal, like I'm or like runner up medal. I'm not keeping that shit. <laughs> like an Allianz Cup medal. Funny to have a Poro vision after not dressing for the game, but yeah, I think we should just focus on winning the game first, which is a difficult enough task. Well, we gotta we gotta <laughs> keep up the uh the shit house with uh the shit talk with uh Poro to say we've got Toss Ligas when you don't, so fuck you. <laughs> True. But we gotta keep that up. So can't allow them. Can't allow them in, bro. We can't. We can't let them get the first one against us. Yeah, and also just on your point, Rich, I agree with the the second second place medal. Apart from in the Olympics, because technically that means you're like imagine if you like lose the hundred meters, you're still like second fastest man in the world. You're still one of the like the same with like a word. I know people like (laughs) some soccer, some football soccer players are like, I don't keep my runners up medal from like the World Cup. Like, bro, that still means you're one of like. The top players, like yeah, yeah, I, that's pretty on earth. Sport, like, though. like stuff like that, I can see. But like a league cup winners medal, like I wouldn't, or a runners up medal, like I wouldn't fucking bother. Same yeah. with like a like a super tasa winner, like runners up medal, I wouldn't keep. 
participation yeah. trophy. That's what it is. It's a participation. Like, <laughs> like stuff like like I get like stuff like that for club. It's like you wanna you wanna have the best for like national team and stuff. It's a bit of a different story. But I think the Allianz Cup runners up medal. Should he get that? I think I would just use it as a paperweight or send it back in the mail or conveniently misplace it between the sofa cushions. Yeah, take the take the silk uh, necklace off it and just use it as a paperweight. Yeah. Use the silk thing as like uh, <laughs> things that hold your keys, like a keychain. <laughs> it's going to accidentally be sold on eBay. That's what I think. Accidental, yeah, accidentally yeah. sold. I would, dude, I'd, I'd buy it. I would buy that. <laughs> But anyway, speaking of Tassad Zabiga, I guess we'll get on uh, to the game that happened yesterday, and that was a 2-1 win versus uh, Aroca at, um, at Ladea. And that no is... shot, Nuno Santos got a 10.0 on goal point. That's outrageous from them. I'm sorry. He got, he got a 10.0 on goal point, sofa yeah. score, and 10.0 another. How, Sway? He how? hacked the ratings, dude. He had like 10 completed through balls and like <laughs> four traded big chances. <laughs> Paulinho scored two and until the only eight point two. I just want to point that out. But yeah, uh, I'll read out the lineup, which is uh, a Danny Goal Saint Just, who was pulled at sixty minutes because he's on a, a fitness plan apparently, so he gets subbed off every sixty minutes for the next few games. Um, Coates, Matias, Race, Ugarte, Morita, Nuno Santos, a surprising inclusion: Ricardo as Gallo at right back, Marcus Edwards, Pedro Gonzalez, and Paulinho. Uh, Trincao was out injured with the flu, um, so he didn't play. Inacio came on, Porra came on, Artur Gomez came on, Tan Longo came on, and Chemetti came on. Hashtag free Rochina. Where is he? Why is he not on the bench? Why is Jovan on the bench instead? I don't know. Um, and side note, uh, Alan Ruiz got an assist, with a very good assist, actually, a former sporting player, of course. Um, didn't get the goal, as, as he wanted, as he said. Um, no. Yeah, managed to get the assist. Um, Chris, I'll start off with you. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, to be honest, like I kind of thought, like between this game and the previous game, Aruka Vizela, they're similarly like upper middle table. Like I thought they were get like I thought the games were going to be pretty similar, and I honestly thought like Vizela, um, like despite us like not putting away a bunch of chances, like did actually attempt to play the game more. Um, I feel like. Ruka kind of went with the the sit back strategy um a bit more to be honest like i i really did felt feel like we we dominated them like in the first 45 minutes like we were completely completely on top of them like and and like honestly like i i thought it was actually like overall like one of the better like halves that we've we've had um they like barely reached the goal we were on top of them consistently playing combinations like i saying just was out there i thought like he was playing pretty well to be honest um so like that was that and then have the lead second half we're playing with the lead and so we obviously i guess decided to to relax a bit more and aruka really really took initiative in the start of that second half and just like came at us and, you know, we're, we're right at us. Um, and it's honestly a bit disappointing that they were able to just basically score on their first like 12 minute wave of pressure and, and, and tie the game up after really not doing anything at all in the first half. We just kind of 
surrender the initiative. And then, obviously, uh, it had to be Paulinho. 20 Allianz Cup goals. He's the Allianz at slot great man. All-time competition-leading goal scorer. No one scores goals in the Allianz Cup like this man. Just comes up in a in a clutch situation for us and avoids penalties, which would have been uh, an absolute coin flip. <laughs> oh, I think we would have fucking lost. I don't think I've ever seen a dog save a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen him come close to a pat- saving a penalty. Incidents. You're on mute, Sam. Sorry, Rich, what are your uh, overall thoughts on the game? Uh, so we're going to Chris. Like, I felt when we went into the into halftime, like, we absolutely deserved to be in front. Like, we created chance after chance. They were very content to kind of sit back and just absorb pressure. Uh, we had a bunch of chances, and then they came down and scored an absolute worldy of goal. I, was, I wasn't mad about the goal, per se. Like, it was a hell of a goal. I'm like, you know what? If they're going to score that, like, fair. Uh, it just pissed me off because I felt like we deserved one. They end up calling it back. So why did they call that back? Was it a handball? Like what was the handball. reason for the call? Handball. It was a handball. I okay, sure, I'll take it. Um, See, they're mad because they think it's a foul on that guy that caused. I thought it was a foul on the that handball, guy. and it is. But the VAR can't review two fouls in a. It can't review a random foul. You can only review the thing previous, That's most brutal. previous to the thing to rule it out, and the thing that was the goal. So the previous incident that they have to refer back hand. to is the handball, not That's, how it became a handball, which was him getting shoved to the ground, basically. That's that's so brutal. That's hard. It is brutal. I, I understand why yeah. they're are done. Right? And obviously I'd the world class right. goal. When any any time a world class goal is ruled out for anything, you feel hard done, especially when yeah. you're just defended for 44 minutes and you've gone down and done that. He, like, de- he definitely meant to cross that, by the way. I don't think he meant to shoot. <laughs> no, no chance. He tried he to throw that and it just went straight. He was straight on Trevella. He thought he was <laughs> Ricardo Corajma was going to bend it like unbelievably. And he was Ricardo Corajma. He just squared on a fluke Trevella. Um, but yeah, then goal gets rolled in and then almost immediately we score like right, right at halftime, it was uh, the Allianz man. Beautiful Paulinho. goal. It was a good goal. Perfectly uh, timed run by Gonzalez. Yeah, I thought Pedro Gonzalez had a decent game. Had an okay game. Uh, going in the second half, we kind of let them get. We definitely let them back into the game. They, like you said, they had 10, 11, maybe twelve minutes of pressure, and they scored basically on their first kind of big attack. Uh, but then the, it was almost like they were content to sit back again. We controlled the game again. It was almost like they were playing for penalties. Uh, we had chances, chances, chances. Uh, we saw Poro on, which I know was a bit of a shock to everybody, uh, myself included. We didn't. I didn't think he was going to play. Um, his first touch, he almost scores. He puts it like inches wide of the net, which that would have been the stuff of legend if he had scored that. That would have been amazing. Uh, but then we ended up scoring a few minutes after. Anyways, Paulinho gets the second goal uh, off a nice cross. Uh, kind of push again for another goal, but don't really have any luck. Paulinho goes off hurt, and my immediate thought was he separated his shoulder. But thankfully, it's not that. It's just uh, a, ba- a nasty bruise. So hopefully, he'll be okay for Saturday. 
we did almost let them back in for a second. They got some sustained pressure towards the end, but nothing, nothing too worrying personally. Uh, overall, like okay game. I feel like we we almost gave it away on our own stupidity. But I'll, I'll take a two-one winner. There's a couple causers in this game as well to get to. So yeah, it is what it is. You read my mind as you said that I was getting up this <laughs> image. You gazers. So this is what the handball was given for. I obviously can't play the video because I don't want to get um You'll get suspended. us taken down so quick. <laughs> um so basically what happens and I believe Quartis does get the ball on the foul, although it is minimal contact uh, minimal um contact on the ball. Um, and what happens is uh the rocker player falls and like he's gone to like get the ball with his hand. And unfortunately, it hits his it hits his leg. If he if he doesn't hit his leg, then it's not going to hit his hand. He um, actually tries to. He actually. He like tries to grab it, down, like when you take a quick quick. He foul. falls down next to it, and it almost yeah. hits his arm. It doesn't, and then he tries to grab at it and like whips it, but he still he still got like just the when, edge of his hand. Yeah. When you get tripped, you grab the ball. It makes forces the referee into the decision. You know that's what he's trying to do, but mm -hmm. he realizes his teammates right there. His teammate basically takes it off his hand. Yeah, but. Still, it still hits his hand. <laughs> Unlucky, but I mean, he is trying to grab the ball. If it didn't hit his hand, it would have meant he tried to grab it and failed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't make the movement towards the ball of his hand, then yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's not a foul. But because he does, although it is unlucky that it hits his foot and hits his hand, it's it's a foul to me. Um, yeah. And it is unlucky that such a beauty of a goal is ruled out because. Like, I'm not saying that I celebrated the goal. Obviously, I'm not celebrating a goal against my team, but I was like, holy shit. You put in the chat, I'm not mad about that goal. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> mad about the goal. I'm mad we conceded. I, I wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a good counter-attack. Like, it wasn't... Uh, no one really made a mistake. It was just a good finish. Like, Dan did... I guess Dan probably could have been possession, positioned better, but like... No no goalie stopping that. I'm sorry. That was like the counter-attack of dreams. Like, I don't I, care who... We can shit on a down all we want. That's... Find me a goalie that stops that. It was also definitely supposed to be a cross, but it just looked <laughs> amazing. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it to the guy. If you score, you can all. If you score, all you gotta do is say, "Yeah, I meant to do that." And people, will, people might, people might sit there and say, "Oh, maybe, maybe he did mean to do that." If you score, no one cares. It's all about the end result. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I did feel like. It was tough because I felt maybe it could have gone either way. I wouldn't have been mad if it was given, if that makes sense, because I feel like it was, although he does reach the ball, I still think it's a little harsh. Um, because he doesn't doing. fully grab it. He just glances it barely. Great it's not like he grab, he gets a whole palm on it, you know? And like, yeah, this isn't Thierry Henry versus touching Ireland, it for like... a second. It, ju it just glances his hand. Yeah, this isn't like Thierry Henry versus Zarkin where he like, volleyball smacks it off of his knee kind of thing like this was very much just like he grazed the side of the ball yeah and yeah i mean i i felt bad for the guy because i could imagine like when he got into the dressing room at half time especially because we we literally scored from that free kick that was given yeah um paulinho for the great assist from pot as well um so yeah that ended up um biting a rocker back in the ass, but you know, it, it is what it is. Like I said, if it was given either way, I wouldn't have minded. Um, but the second one, I suppose, is from everyone's favourite Twitter user, Polvo, the, the, whatever his name is, I can't be bothered to say it, but he is a, a whiny little bitch, this guy. 
<laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, he gives this angle to say Paulina is offside. Um, if you zoom in right here, you can see the Arocca player's foot like here. So right, right behind him, yeah. It's yeah. very tight. It's it's, very it's tight. close. I thought it was offside on first glance. I thought it yeah. was too. I thought it was too. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely convinced because you actually do have a very decent angle at it. It almost is a straight on, which is like not like when you when you don't have the perfect angle, you'll never know for sure. But we actually do have a, about quite as good as an angle as you could have. Looks kind of parallel to me. I'm not. Con- I'm not. Con- I'm not convinced. Paulinho's shoulder line is not further than the toe but yeah it's it's the same guitar bro we don't have the sensor so i guess we'll never it's know. it's really close like it's but to be fair so their close. goal is also should have been ruled out so yeah i guess the ref just kind of felt bad that's low-key what happened in the other game yeah <laughs> other goal could could have been ruled out he kind of felt bad just like, like uh, whatever <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so close. Like that is a <laughs> godly close. Uh, yeah, I I first glance off of you, I thought it was off. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised when they called when they when they rolled it a goal. Um, there's not much else to say. It's it's a really tight call. It's one of those if you call it offside, there's gonna we would have probably been pissed off at the same time if he calls it not offside. Another section of people are gonna be pissed off. You're you're put in a tough spot. Like it's a really tight call. The thing is, I yeah, can't tell this lines? foot Do they here. Have the lines? Is, I haven't seen the is lines. Is that Paulinho's foot or is that this guy's foot back here? Like, I, this that's one a thing. That guy's foot. I think it's that guy's foot because Paulinho's cleat is red. Yeah, so to me, that shows offside because obviously the it's shoulder. The yeah. Yeah. But um, what I was going to say that's as well, if, it, if VAR is used for clear and obvious, especially on the first one, is it clear and obvious that it's a direct handball and it was intentional? I don't know. That that's that I get that argument of it as well. Because VAR is supposed to be used. If it's clear and obvious mistake, you overturn it. Yeah. But if you have to look at a monitor for like four minutes and be like, okay, I'm Once you spend sure. more than two and a half minutes on it, like you I don't think you should be overturning the call. Because my yeah. my experience what like I watch a lot of hockey just for a comparison. The rule for video review has always been if you don't have enough to overturn the original call and you're not sure, the original call stands. You don't reverse the call unless you're 100% certain that that you have enough evidence to overturn it. And this is this would be one of those instances where if if the goal if the goal is called on if it's an onside goal and he's flying and you're you're not sure it, it holds up. But if you call it offside, you're not sure when you're going back. That, I mean, that's how MLS is. MLS has like a five centimeter or ten centimeter offside buffer. Yeah. Like, if it's under ten cm, they they don't change it. Yeah. So like the goal that's that we had ruled out a couple of seasons ago for two cm, like would have not been ruled out in MLS, even if they determined that it was two cm, which was questionable to begin with yeah that's right? that's like how do you even know that i'm sorry <laughs> so yeah yeah so uh, yeah that's how it should be but like yeah in portugal like it, it is it, it is it, it isn't an actual rule so it's inconsistently applied yeah and that's that's the thing it's you have to be able to apply if you applied the rules consistently then i don't think you even hear a complaint but because we're so wildly yeah. inconsistent with how we have how we enforce anything you're always going to have these these debates and these causes come up. 
because no one really is a hundred percent certain what the actual rule or what the actual. But I'm going to be honest, Sam. It, I'm going to have to look at this again because I, when I was looking at it yesterday, I was not looking at the line between his shoulder and the back foot. I was looking at his line between the shoulder and that front defender. And yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's a little bit off. But now I'll have to take a look again because, yeah. I'm, I'm sure still not, to be fair, I'm still not 100% certain that's not his cleat. I'm still, that might okay, still I be mean, his it, cleat. It, it, yeah, we don't have, I'll have to look we at it We don't know. Again, but I'm pretty sure he was wearing colored cleats. I and that think Polino was one invest in some H in fucking 1080p cameras he, for once. Maybe we could actually figure this out because it looks like he's still <laughs> filming like, we're the freaking Nokia some days. Like we have the technology. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think those are the only two sort of controversial, unless I'm forgetting one off the top of my head. Oh, there is one more, which I'll get. The, in, I think yeah, there was like a penalty shout or something, like a handball shout, another one that didn't end up getting called. Yeah, so that was... Um, so it was in the 33rd minute. I'll get yeah. off the picture here. And also plug my Twitter in the meantime, because I was one. We tweet it first, not Diego Bernardo, by the way. Yeah, Stealing my tweet. I, I see you. you um, you've had that a lot, people nabbing your tweets. You had to yeah. with that. Just, just the retweet button costs nothing, man. Um, it really doesn't. <laughs> Even the quote tweet button costs nothing. Like, but, but this was it. So, <laughs> yeah. obviously, pictures don't, don't tell the story of a video, but you could see what I was getting at here is that um, his, his arm is clearly not by his side. But the referee thinks that that's what it is. So, yeah. But, um, do you guys think this is a, a penalty, or do you think maybe it's just the picture? The so this is another image? harsh one for me. Not yeah. called on the field. Does he make himself a little bit bigger? Yes, a little. But we ask defenders to keep their arms in a natural position. He's basically like doing that, you know. Yeah, it, it's very harsh to overturn and call this, you know. Because I don't think I don't think he's arm. intentionally sticking. It is, his but arm to be fair, on the, on the on the contrary, it is a very dangerous shot that is one hundred percent going on target. Yeah, but for me, I I don't like overturning calls like this. To be honest, no, I'm I'm with you. Like it's 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 a harsh call, one hundred percent. I don't think he's really intentionally. If this isn't Luis Suarez in the 2010 World Cup, this isn't Pedro Porro in the Clásico against Porro where he's blatantly stuck at his fucking hand. <laughs> like, it's it's hit his... Just that was above, another like great his, memory, bro. That was like a good one, too. did not need to do that at all, bro. Better goalkeeping performance he's like, than that's that like, game. Watch the Suarez highlight video way too many times, and he's like, I'm, I'm gonna do this, too. Well, he had, the, <laughs> he had a better goalkeeping performance than a Don that game, somehow. With one save. Um... Yeah, it hits his elbow. He's not stuck out his hand very deliberately. You can see in, in the video he is trying to keep his arms to his side, but like play play football once, it's involuntary it, when your arm sways a little bit, especially when you're moving side to side at a high speed. It's gonna happen, it's gonna sway a little bit. I, I don't think it's a it's tough to to overturn. I don't think it's a penalty either. I could see why you would call it a penalty, but to me, I don't. I think it's a harsh call. Yeah, I agree. If it hits his hand, like if it was a bit low and it hits his hand instead of oh, like I'm, the top I'm of his arm, that it's penalty, yeah. Yeah, but but... if it's like his like lower shoulder, kind of his elbow, like no, 
yeah, like, like Chris was saying, that is still technically a natural position because obviously players don't walk around like the referee is doing all the time. Otherwise, that would be stupid. So to me, that is <laughs> so dumb. Yes, that that is natural. Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> Try sprinting like that. Dude. See what happens. But yeah, it's just. Yeah, I, th- I think, although it did get me a, a little uh, bang on Twitter, but other than that, yeah, I don't think it, it, it was. I mean, I've seen them given in the Portuguese League. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, people were, were riding for it, so for sure. Uh, and again, it's because things are so, inc- the rules are so inconsistent in our in our league. We don't know what is one thing and what isn't. It's it's, it's tough to decipher. If, if the people enforcing the rules don't know the rules, how the hell is anybody, how the hell is anybody, regardless of if you're, Sportista, Sportingista, Benfiquista, whatever. How the hell are we supposed to know the rules if they don't know the rules? And they're the ones who are enforcing them. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. By, the, by the way, I love Nuno Sanch. He did not deserve a 10. Goal points on something. The 10.0 rating, absurd. At least is, a 9, though. A 9, nine, yeah. But, like, if you're getting a 10 point, like, you got to be, like, mini mentor in the Sidemen charity match. You gotta pull up like a hat trick and like two out They don't give ten point out easily. So much no. so that they give you, they send you a T-shirt in the mail if you get a ten. <laughs> I have this burned yeah. into my memory. I'm pretty sure Ed being you, yes, that Ed being you Ed got a ten point and and he, I, there's a pic of him going like this the in the goal point ten point shirt. That's so amazing. I look forward to the Nunu Santos ten point goal point shirt. Like they, you can go seasons without having one of them. Um, respect. Yeah, and like know. literally, literally like twelve hours before he drops his banger performance, there's rumors that Sporting could sell for twenty million. And then there after the rumor, game, yeah. people are like, "He's worth more. He's worth at least 30. <laughs> like, know about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, like ten point oh. I respect. Like, I respect yeah. how I respect the the Nuno Santos propaganda for sure. Though. Yeah. Oh, I love Nuno Because he is a baller. He is an underrated baller, but let's not get... Yeah. Some people get a little carried away, 10, 10.0, like, I'm sorry. You got to be <laughs> mini-mentor putting up, like, three goals, two assists, game-winner type of performance <laughs> for a 10.0. I, you got to put in some work for a 10, for a perfect 10 rating. I'm sorry. I will say that I'm looking at the sofa score rating as well, which also gave him a 10, a clear 10 as well. So in 90 minutes, obviously, 92 touches, 53 accurate passes, um, 12 key passes, uh, 13 crosses attempted, nine was successful, four out of four long balls uh, successful, three big chance created, two shots on target, one off target. So, I mean... Uh, I, said what I, said. I said what and I said. And obviously an assist as well. So He did have an assist, fair. But I, I said what I said. I stand by it. And I mean, his his heat map as well is 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 pretty decent. He seems to be all over the pitch as well. But he runs a lot. Yeah, he he does. Um, but what I was going to ask is, um, what were your thoughts on on Esgaio? You know, he is sort of almost a scapegoat, you could say, when Sporting doesn't go well and he's on the pitch. Some maybe deservedly, some maybe not. Um, Richard, did you what did you think of his game? Uh, honestly, I didn't really notice him a ton. Like, he didn't do anything egregiously bad, but he didn't do anything amazing, which I guess is okay, considering some of the stuff we've seen from him, especially this season. So, he was he was bang average for me. He didn't look bad. Uh, I do think fans are sometimes a little harsh on the guy, and that doesn't help. Like, if you're going to go and, like, yell at a guy on Instagram and Twitter, like, you need to be put on a fucking watch list. 
like you're a maniac stop like to be fair to be fair he is one of the few guys who constantly does put himself in positions where he does not look like he belongs no he he doesn't help himself absolutely (laughs) he does not help himself but there's also i think there is case where fans just they just they're relentless it's like leave the dude and also he's unlucky sometimes obviously he has been For me, his performance, for me, his performance was like, like realistically, like in a vacuum, performance is pretty trash, right? Yeah, it's it's he he, like especially in like we were basically attacking the entire half. Mm -hmm. His specialty is not attacking in Sporting's wingback heavy formation. Like the wingbacks play a critical role in the attack. That's why Poro thrives. And yeah. to be honest, if Poro played in that first half, we're up like three. Lots of situations <laughs> where as Gallo, like it swings around, he's got a basically a one-on-one situation where if he can get it, either get a cross off, he can beat the man, get an or not even necessarily beat the man to the touchline, but just beat the man enough that he can get a cross off. He has zero one-on-one ability, so he would just receive yeah. the ball and look to play the cross on his second touch because he really has no other options or he can pass it back. He seems almost timid on the attack. And that's why he literally had like six crosses blocked in like one cross or two crosses that even actually made it into the box. I don't even think he completed a cross, right? Um, But the crosses, but most of them don't even make it because he receives it and then he has to make his decision on his next touch because he literally, he doesn't have this. I want, and sometimes I was just like, man, take him on. Just take him on and see what happens. Like, like yeah. what do you have to lose? If you lose the ball, okay, fine. You lost the ball. Get like, back. Shit happens. Like, bro, take him on. Like, it's a one-on-one situation. There's so much space. Like, and, and it's like, you know, like in basketball, like when someone can't shoot, they kind of sag off, right? So that, you know, we're like, all right, if you want to take the shot, like, make us pay. But, like, we're going to focus defensively otherwise. Like, yeah, he was basically, I feel like, kind of getting isolated because, like, Aruka was like, we'll focus in defending the middle and other areas. It's like, we know that Weverson guy playing left back, like can't handle this guy. Cause he's, t- like, he's so almost, timid. Yeah, like almost that. in almost every situation. So like it's fine one-on-one, but like try to meg him, like do something, but now he's making like, a task into him, but at least he wasn't a li- defensive liability and he really wasn't able to be a defensive liability because they had so little going forward in that first half. They had like, I think 14, 15 minutes of pressure over all this game, and he wasn't even on but the like, field for the last. He's just like, not on this minutes. level. He just he can't be on the team next year. He can't be on the team. Next year. No, I know he has a contract for multiple years, but it's like, bro, is this our new Lori? Like, Lori's finally gonna run out, and like, this is the, is this the new Lori? Because no one's gonna buy him. Like his you level might, you is might like get some MLS team that like is Pash Fideda, His level is it. his level is like reserve slash fringe starter on a lower lit table team no one's paying five million four million three million anything for him so it's just like he's a money sink and you he's might, going to be a you might get an mls team that's desperate to make it look like they're making a splash but that's that's what you're gonna do and even then nah because he's like a gash bar type signing for mls like no one yeah he's gonna be like he's gonna be like they might they might pay you like a million and a half, two million, and that's the best you but can But no one is like, going to be excited about that. <laughs> no, unless there's some lunatic, like, like weird football hipster out in, like, 
Portland or Vancouver saw or like Seattle. That's why Aloria would have hit a little bit because people would have been like, "Oh, we played for Liverpool, bro!" Like, like yeah, we get a guy from Liverpool. Academy, like under twenty World Cup finalist, twenty twenty eleven. Like, let's go. <laughs> there would have been some weird fringe guy who would have been like, "Yeah, let's do this." Yeah, um, I was gonna say maybe George Mendes works some magic and and gets a club interested. Us. You could see, like, Benfica just sold Thomas Tavares, who is just as bad, if not worse. I know he's younger than Esguio, but he went to Spartak for three million. They got John Brooks off their books, so they only signed in the summer on a free. We should just sign him, bro. Uh, he, we should just sign him. I was thinking if he was on a free and just was in Lisbon, bro, we should sign him. But I think he's going back to Germany. Yeah, he went to, he's going to Hoffenheim, I think, for 500,000. So they made like 500,000. Another body in front of Eduardo Puresma in the depth chart. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and bring uh, Oguchi on Yewu back from, I think, retirement. I think he's done at this point. We're yeah, he's an back. analyst. Yeah, yeah. we're going to bring him out of retirement at this point. Like, <laughs> But um, before we move on, uh, Rich, I'll ask you, who is your man of the match for this game? Paulinho. Paulinho. I, he scored two goals. Uh, he had he created a couple chances. Like he, for me, like one of the better players. I was very sad to see him when he went off because it looked like it was a really bad injury. You you never hope for a serious injury for any player. Uh, thankfully, it's not serious. And I know people like to shit on him because he's he's scoring goals in the toss of Liga, and he's not consistently scoring goals in the league. But like, I think statistically, like he's. He, this is either already his best goal scoring season for Sporting, or it's on pace to be like, how many goals? How many goals and assists does he have this season? He's got to be up. He's got to. I will tell you because I tweeted something earlier from the account, which you know I thought was going to be a bit controversial for for some. People. He has he's eight got, goals be... in the league. He has eight goals in the league cup and two goals in the league. So he's got eighteen goal involvement, he and he had a couple in Champions League too. Yeah, 18 goal check. involvements in all comps. So that is okay. either a goal and assist in oh, 23 assist. games. He probably has 10, 10 goals, 8 assists, all comps then. That's not bad. Uh, I think it's 11 goals, 7 assists. Okay, so comps. you're midway through the season. Like, he's on pace to be close. To but is goals. he Allianz Cup stat padding, which would be the main argument against him? Oh, I can see the argument. But, but he played He's played teams like Braga, <laughs> Maritimo we lost to as well in the yeah, league. The, so these aren't bad teams. Like they're, they're not like League 2, League 3 teams. These are like Rocker are like Only six, one of I them think. was. But yeah, to be yeah. fair, Fedens is in the promotion zone of the second Yeah, league. they're, they're um, looking to be one of the new Who we spanked 5 nothing, and he had one or two. Yeah, they're looking to be one of the new yo-yo clubs at this point, the way the league's kind of shaking I, up. Yeah, I um, like Fedens. They got good fans. I like Fedens. I like if you have any that. fans, if you have any sort of like legit following, I want you in the first division. Yeah. Like I'd love to see like Blanche back. I mean Betamar personally, I'd love to yeah, see that yeah, for my sure. team. Like the, the bigger clubs like Lady, yeah, I'd like to see back eventually like they're start to sort their shit out. Like clubs like that, like you you, you wanna have in the first division. Even yeah. like I know people hate fucking Maritimo, but like they have an okay following. Like they should be that I'd I'd hate I'd like to see them go down, but I hate to see them be down there forever. Like, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give it to Paulinho. Good game, and yeah, he's lay off Paulinho. He's he scored some big goals this season. Like, lay off. You're y'all are gonna be eating your words when he scores a banger against Porto this weekend. Yeah, Juicebox and Lauren in the comments. I know you're watching the the two biggest Paulinho hitters <laughs> I know. Ninetieth minute, one one game. Paulinho Hatter <laughs> win the game. You're, I'm calling it now. 
he is quite literally big game Paulinho. Won the he penalty against Benfica game. as well. I'm just saying. Like, he had a goal against Tottenham at home at the Alvalade. He scored that. He scored the first goal for Artur to address the Tottenham defense. Everybody focused on the Artur goal, but Paulinho scored the head, a nice. That was the winner, corner. right? Yeah, yeah, he scored the first goal off a really nice header off a corner. Like, lay yeah. off my guy Paulinho. I know he, he deserves some shit sometimes, but he doesn't deserve all the shit that uh, that we give him. But Danny, Danny, I miss Naval. I forgot Naval was a team. <laughs> That's not. That. It's not. They're disbanded. Okay. I was gonna say they're liquidated. They're not a club anymore. They're like this pretty good as Ovs. I think they're completely dis- dissolved. Is Ovs officially dissolved now too? I haven't kept up with them. I believe so. They they might have restarted like in the last year in like the like true amateur leagues. That like um, a the, when like they it. stopped when they got relegated in 2018 and all that they were dissolved. <laughs> yeah, they're like they did like it's like a Stolo de Amadora. Stolo de Amadora is basically like a new club, whereas like Beta Mar and Blanets are like the original clubs. And Blanche just has the sod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, who is your man of the match for this game? I got to give it to the GOAT. Bro, on the eve of his $20 million move to Italy, I got to <laughs> give it to the GOAT in a sense <laughs> for, this, for this performance. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm obviously giving mine to Paulinho as well. Oh um, I also failed to mention it was the, the Battle of the Esgaios. Obviously, Thiago on the other team, Ricardo on the other team. Yeah, yeah. Ray Gordon but, tried to make that happen, but no one cared. No one gave us. No one gave us <laughs> solitary shit about that. They're like, "Cool, good for you." I wish we could have Thiago as Gallo instead. Yeah, <laughs> I think Thiago as Gallo, maybe. But yeah, moving on to I believe our sort of final main topic of the of the, the podcast, and that is. Um, so Saturday's game against Porto, it would have been against uh, Braga originally if we didn't make make it through, but that game's been postponed. So I think maybe the first of February. Um, so we play Porto in the Tasca Liga. It's a seven forty five kickoff um, for the final. Let me just share my screen to get the the window for you. Um, so we can imagine that Trink. We've we know Trincao's back for this game. He's recovered from the flu. Um, the only injury I believe we have at the moment is still Daniel Braganza, unfortunately. Um, oh, yo, Sam, wait, wait. Before we get into it, I, I, <laughs> go on. I thought of something that I have to tell you, and I want you to tweet it because it, it'll definitely bang the most if you tweet it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sam's got, Sam's got if, that Twitter if, juice, not like us. If, if Paulinho plays, if he starts, um, and, like, he walked off with, like, he goes down, doesn't even celebrate the win. They fucking put him in the fucking shoulder brace and he he sadly goes off. You know, like the Paul Pierce incident where he like got carried. But <laughs> <laughs> it's only because he had to take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> if that is all just like a shoulder bruise and he's literally fine, like Please. you gotta tweet like both of those like side by side. Cause like that, that is not a LeBron James one when the AC broke. Yeah, in it's like it's, that's like what it remi- would remind me of. But if he's actually hurt, you know, it's a fair play, man. They announced it was just a shoulder bruise, so I think he, he is fine to, to Yeah, I was like, yo, he separated his shoulder, he broke his, That's he broke his collarbone. I thought he broke his collarbone, maybe. I was like, he's I thought, really it, was, I thought it was his shoulder, like, immediately, because I've seen separated shoulders multiple times. But if he's perfectly fine in, like, two days, like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, okay. Michael Jordan flu game. <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet that if, if yeah. it happens, if he's, if he's starting. Please do. If he scores, yeah. you have to. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so this is a 7.45 kickoff, obviously the final of the Tasta Liga. Uh, last time we played Porto this season was the game that Matias Nunes was sold like two days before, and we ended up getting smacked, I think, 3 nothing with Porro getting sent off as well yeah, for, for doing yeah. the, the Luis Suarez impersonation. But unfortunately, it didn't work as well as Luis Suarez's did for, for Uruguay in 2010. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rich, you said earlier that Porro is going to be celebrating in the stands with the team. So um, wh- what are your predictions for, for this game? 2-1, Paulinho game winner. Back-to-back as Gaio starts. Prob- unless you're going to throw a stab to the walls. As Gaio start, yeah. Doesn't look horrible, but doesn't look great. I think Nuno Sanchez has a games and assists on both the goals. Pot gets one. Paulinho gets the winner. Two one. I'm gonna say I'll 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 plant my fucking stake in the ground now. And if I'm wrong, well, I never predicted anything. <laughs> I'm always right until proven otherwise. Fair enough, Chris. What about you? What are your predictions for this game? It's gonna be tough, right? And yeah. Porto Maybe are definitely the favourites. I think we can all agree. Oh, yeah. You don't think Porto's a favourite even living under a rock. They kind of they rolled here more rolled in here a bit more convincingly than us. Um I mean Vizio put up a fight at times, but the early goal, they scored in the first ten minutes. You never really thought that they could really do it unless they scored before the end of the first half, which they failed yeah. to when they had a little spell of pressure. Um <clears throat> so yeah, I definitely think they were an underdog coming in here. The, the, I will say, though, the one thing that plays to our favor, though, is you only have to hold out for 90 minutes. Don't have to hold out for 120 as we would in yeah, other Yeah, but do we – this is the thing. I was I was going to say penalties, but I've we never have seen no, that We have no ability to, to, to park the bus, sadly, because our, yeah. um, our defensive back play is good enough for that. Yeah. So we shouldn't park the bus, but at the same time, I we we're gonna have to definitely pick our moments going forward. And like we have the quality on the break, like guys like Nunu Santos, stuff like that. Like the the diagonal balls on the break are definitely like where we are. We're gonna have our most success, For but sure. like just spamming crosses in the middle, bro. Pep was just like eating everything up today, bro. Viseu. Even when they got down there and they kind of were out of choices, it just spammed across. Like, it, it, it never worked. Porto had that shit covered. Um, so I, I find it hard to believe that we're going to just spam a random cross in and get a goal, but <laughs> never know, I guess. Yeah. Um, I hope that we concede we at least show, like, signs of life. And I hope that from the beginning we show signs of life and it's a contested game. Like, if it's, like, a hotly contested game where – we're both just kind of smashing each other, but no one's really creating any dangerous chances. Like, to be yeah, honest, that's is. fine. And I won't even be mad about that. That's totally cool. If it's just us either sitting back and kind of just getting picked apart, either because that's the strategy or just because they're better than us, it will be a very anxious watch. And it will probably feel like a matter of like, if not when the first goal comes in and then they'll score and it'll be like, well, we haven't even like really reached yeah, the net yet. How are we supposed to score? And then, and then if it gets to two or more, it's like there's just not enough time in, in a ninety minute game like this to, to turn yeah. it around like that. I feel like so. Yeah, yeah. I I, 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 I hope also, that I, I hope gonna, that it's just like a just a head smashing game that yeah. has like few chances. I was gonna predict penalties, but 
that we went on penalties. That is my prediction. I don't, pen- I don't think I've ever seen a Don come close to saving a penalty in my life. So that's what gives He did save one. one. One time he saved one against uh, Bullness Sad at the Jamord. I specifically remember that. That that's doesn't count. One of the <laughs> that doesn't count, I don't think. Because <laughs> Bullness Sad's not a real team. <laughs> And I think he caused the penalty to be fair as well. Oh, of course um, he but he, so when he, he ran into the goal. Yeah, yeah. that's Jamal like two seasons ago, maybe. I remember that one. Yeah. All right. Um, did he not say when it's familiar cow as well? In he might have saved one other one. I have a. He, he, I remember that save, and then there's maybe one other one. It's yeah, either he not, saved it or that they missed. There's not a lot of, of them for sure. Yeah, because every time I've seen us get a. Like concede a penalty, he's just never been close. You got to do the 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 Wajek Sesny, where like you move your legs one way and dive the other way. Yeah, you like got to do like do that, that. If you do that every single time, like let's say the save rate of just randomly guessing and not doing anything is like what ten percent. If you do the leg fake thing, you must double those odds. Just do that. You got at least every that fifteen percent. Like, yeah, and like I guess part of it is getting the timing right of when to do the leg fake, but like yeah. that's that's like the most effective strategy I've seen. I well, like you're like who's the old Liverpool keeper? Yerzy Dudek was just a freaking wild man on, yeah, the, on, like the, crazy on the goal leg. and the what you call it? Um, the Australian goalie that got them into the World Cup. He was oh yeah, he was he was really on the, line. on the line too. Yeah. I, like it increases your ads. I don't know why more people don't do it. But Adon, yeah. Unless the point of all that is Adon's yeah. not going to do that, and he gives me very little confidence. Yeah, unless we sign Ricardo on a one-day contract and sub him in just for penalties. Because <laughs> that dude then, was a And then monster. have him warm up, bro. We'll have Renan Rubedu. We told him to warm up. Pass and then Paulinho scored against us. and he was just, Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. He was warming up for nothing. Yeah, he warmed up for absolutely nothing. It was brutal. Yeah, no, unless you're gonna get Ricardo because that guy was a fucking monster <laughs> at penalties, like for a time. But yeah, that's I, I, I live by what I said. I'll say two on, we win just by the skin of our teeth. I'm going for a penalties win as well, uh, for Chris, uh, as well. So you guys are saying that Dan's not gonna save, technically, he doesn't have to save anything, like you're, he's you're not, not wrong. We're, we're gonna win the shootout, and he's not gonna save one. They're gonna yeah. hit like a crossbar, or, like miss the net completely. Yeah. If so, if if we do, like, I I I can remember. I think in twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen, we played Porto twice in the Tasta Liga consecutive years, and I think both games went to penalties. Obviously, I know the um, teams changed, but that's that's all I can remember when we played Porto is just playing them on penalties. I think William Cavallo scored one of the winners. We beat them. We remember. beat them in the twenty eighteen semi final on penalties. We beat them in the semi-final toss of Portugal that year before Alcochet. Yeah. Because uh, we still had hope for that end of the season. We beat them on penalties in the second leg because Kowach scored a late winner. And then we beat them in the final in 2019 on penalties as well because that was the Renan year. Yeah. So. And we beat – no, and you know what? We beat them in the toss of Portugal final the next year too, actually. We had four penalties shootout wins over them. Yeah, in, they've in never year. beat us in penalties in like when I that I can remember. Yeah. Because we beat them in the Tasa Portugal final in 2019 as well. That was the Luis Philippe game. And we also have, I don't, have we ever lost a shootout in Allianz Cup since it's been in this format? Yeah. Uh, In this format, no. We lost the very first one to Stubal. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. 
Uh, I think in but this like, format, I don't think so. We've, we've even won the entire Final Four just on penalties alone, you know, multiple times, I think. We've done that. Well, yeah, we've done that. At least once, times. maybe twice. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, if we go to penalties in this competition, bro, we have a very good record. We have a very good record against Porto on penalties in general. I, now you're giving me hope for now. If we go to a shootout and lose, I'm gonna be so disappointed because now you're giving me hope. <laughs> yeah, Rico's gonna be back though. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Oh. So, yeah, Mark Edwards is definitely seeing on the bench. Edwards <laughs> is definitely <laughs> on the bench. Yeah, um, uh, new last bit of news too. We have a alleged new league cup format. I wanted to run by you guys, go on. which is they want to apparently it's just gonna be final four. There's going to be no group stage. It's going to be just the top four in the pretty made Liga, and they want to move it. Uh, they want to move it abroad, which is uh, certainly a choice. Yeah, um, I mean, I see it when they say abroad. I know people talk about like Switzerland, France. It's definitely going to Saudi or Qatar. You think or so? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't think it's going to like France. It doesn't make sense because no, no one is going to see. No one's going to go. I know there's a lot of like immigration, like for Portuguese immigrants oh, for in sure. Portugal, in, in in France and stuff like that. But take it out to Saudi, where one you could probably get more money for sponsorships, and two probably yeah. more that's eyes in stadiums. That's the Spanish league. That's the Spanish. Super yeah, they moved the super. Is, they uh, moved the super cup. And Italy, season. and Italy was played in Saudi yeah. Arabia as well, and they played it in the winter instead of the summer. France. Yeah. The only time I can think, like France, did move the super cup to Canada for a few years. Like they Portugal, played the, I think Super Cup in like Montreal they did play the Tassa de Liga, the final, or maybe Tassa de Portugal final, if you like in the 90s in Paris, I believe, or somewhere in France. Because I it saw might have been a Super Tassa. Yes. Yeah, it was the Tassa. Oh, it's probably the Super Tassa. Yeah, because Tassa de Liga was only invented in 2007. Yeah, it was. It's it's very like much still in its like infancy. I but say. yeah, I mean, we've talked about, in the last time we talked about you know maybe like. They, and this is something that the, the Portuguese Federation has even talked about, maybe adding a European spot just to to value the increase yeah. the value of the trophy. But if you do, if they do with the what you just outlined, that would be the fast track to completely devaluing the trophy. Yeah. You're basically going to get the same four teams every single year, and it's not even going to feel real. It's going to feel like some sort of like Super Cup 2.0. Like we already call it the Mickey. Session. We already call it the Mickey Mouse Cup. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of what yeah. it is. Unless we win, it's a serious Unless we're, that's the thing, though. Unless your team's in the final, you don't give a shit. Like that's for that's. Campione no. Inverno is going to be like a uh, the winner of like two scrimmages now, which is just, yeah, it's, that's. I'd that. rather you just scrap it at this point. That if you really want to do something, I'd be okay with them taking the super toss up abroad because that gives you more options. I mean, they can still do ev- do everything that they just did because I like the new format better than the old. I actually did. It gives more teams a chance. Nor gives more teams a chance. Makes the group stage more fake, feel more real. Three and teams. It's only, group it's stage, only one extra two, team, two to get to the final. Two group games is like, when it is a three team group, it feels fake too. So it gives more teams a chance. The group feels realer. How about just play the final four after you do everything the same in Saudi Arabia? Okay, I, I'm more mm-hmm. fine with that. But if they just completely ruin it and make it the top four automatically, then it's just stupid. It's a, it's a waste of time. I'd rather, if, you're, if you really want to do something abroad, like, I get it. I'd be okay with them doing the Super Tasa abroad because a lot of leagues have done that. Like Spain does that now and they make it like a final four of their own where it's like we're going to take the cup winner, the league winner, the league champion, and then either the runners up. I don't know if it's the runners up from the league or like both like a runner up from each competition. I don't know how they work that. I know France, they've played their Super Cup abroad. They've actually come to Canada a few times and played it. 
Uh, Italy plays their Super Cup midseason now as well. Um, they play the Super Cup uh, midseason uh, in Saudi Arabia the last couple of years, so it's not it's not out of it's not completely out of pocket. It's just if they want to move to just a Final Four, it's really weird. It's just it devalues the competition. Yeah, it's it makes it so meaningless. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I said, I don't because if it's going to be the winter, you can't really take it. No offense, but you can't take it to Canada because it's going to be absolutely freezing. No, if you were, if it was like, if it was going to take place like <laughs> spring summer, you could, you could do like, you could do Toronto, you could do New York, New Jersey, you could do like more of the yeah, North you America, America because of the time of year. You're very limited on where you can go climate wise. You're either I'm shocked they haven't explored that or... more because they usually just do the Algarve every season. Yeah. It seems like the Super Cup's just in Fadu. It's it's Algarve or Aveiro. Or those sometimes two. it's in Coimbra. Sometimes it's in Coimbra. It, yeah, yeah they, they broke it. Like I think the Mix last like seven bit. have been all in Aveiro. Before that, they kept going to Algarve and and Coimbra. Like it's 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 really weird how they do it. Yeah, like I can only see them going to like Saudi or Qatar, especially now that Ronaldo's there because they can market is like if Sporting get there, you could be like, oh, this is Ronaldo's former club. Players, yeah. Yeah, like I really don't know. Like if they do do it, like maybe France or they go to Italy or England, they're not going to get a lot of turnout, and that's that's just not going to happen. Especially like it depends. Obviously, depends what stadium. Like if they did go to England, what stadium are they going to? Well, they're not definitely going to like not Wembley or you're any of those Wembley big ones. You're going to do like, like, like Charlton, maybe? like like you mentioned the Simon Cherry match earlier. Maybe it's like a Charlton or like Crystal Palace. Yeah, like, even it's going to be a London-based ground, probably. It's going to be like Crystal Palace. Yeah, like Crystal Fort. Palace is a decent one, like the twenty to thirty k. Craven Cottage yeah. is small, man. <laughs> well, they're Craven Cottage Craven is under twenty k, I think. I think. MK yeah, Dons in League that. One have a big stadium that is like never full, so maybe yeah, yeah 25k, bro. Why do they have that, dude? That's like know. if B Stab built a 20k stadium and be like, why? Or like half the time they have like no the fan. They have, they're like a they're like a kind of fake club too, right? Yeah, yeah so they replaced very, very Wimbledon, so. who yeah, now are so in League Two as well. I think. Yeah, the the. Some new owners came in, bought Wimbledon, and then they so we they North American style just relocated the team. But no one, which they wanted to like, associate it with the history, football. but no one cared. And now the Wimbledon's actually back, so all the Wimbledon fans are just fans of Wimbledon again. So like, yeah, yeah. this is just a totally fake club. Yeah, it's a pl- it's a with a twenty k stadium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, is there anything else that we have to wrap up? Like any loose ends, Chris, with Dallas news? Uh, other than we submitted a 7 million euro offer for Diamande after our 5 million euro bid was rejected. So probably going to, if we pay in the range of 10 million for Diamande, like don't be shocked. 8 plus 2, 7 plus 3, 10 flat, something like that. Like it's probably going to happen. Or, or 7 or 8 million for like 70 percent of the pass or something. Oh god, just light your money on. So we still do their valuation of 10 mil, but don't buy the whole pass. So yeah, don't be shocked when that happens because that seems to be advancing. I got nothing to add to that. That's and the ladies have gotten rocked by the I've made my opinion heard. It's a waste it's a waste of time and money. I can't really give an opinion. I've not I've not watched him play, so I don't want to give an opinion. I saw him play. You're not going to watch Mafia, like. 
they played Porto and it was on TV. I saw that game in the cup, maybe, or was it the League Cup? It might have been Allianz Cup over the one December. of the two. Yeah, he didn't stand out. They lost. So. Well, it doesn't mean much though. No. Yeah, I think that's all we have time for. Unless you guys can think of anything else. Just our women getting patted yeah. out by Benfica two games in a row, but that's about it. That's like old news now. Yeah, then we're used to that now. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty well used to our women's team not doing great. Like, it is what it is. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure Mafia didn't lose that game. Because I think oh, they took the Oh, that the game that Porto tied in the league? Cup? I think they tied. I think they tied, actually. It might have been. It might have been. Dishonor Mafia like that. I think they tied, to be fair. Might, that might have been the game that Porto tied and everybody But I don't remember it being like, yo, like, that's kind of that. So, like, we got to sign for 10 mil, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, I, I would say I trust Amarim with transfer policy. I mean, he's got a few things wrong this season, but overall, Marita was a, a great signing. And that was when he, he probably thinks four. he fits the profile to play the back three well. I'm guessing that that must be it. Yeah, I I, I trust the the scouting team as well. With, with sort of younger talent, they sort of hit it, hit it. Mafia plays the back three as well. I think. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But yeah, we will, we will call it there. Thank you everyone for watching episode 172. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with celebrating the Tasta Liga win or probably being very sad that we got dominated and lost. Anyway. There's going to be no way between. Yeah. If we lo- Here's the thing. If we lose in penalties, we can't be that sad because we at least yeah. got to the best chance of winning. <laughs> Yeah, I like her winning. Story. I don't. I mean, I don't think that we're gonna win in ninety minutes. Like, it seems more likely to win in penalties than in ninety minutes. But if we win anyway, we'll be happy. But if we lose in penalties, we'll be we'll we'll, yeah. we'll be like, all right, whatever. We we did we did what we could, I guess. But if we just lose three nothing, two nothing regular time, yeah, I'll be sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. I yeah. we covered it all. <laughs> Make sure you follow Chris here. Make sure you follow Richard here. And make sure you follow myself here. Also, the main two guys who aren't here today, uh, Danny Saldana and Steph Teixeira, who uh, hopefully will be back with us next week. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow us here as well on Twitter. Also, TikTok Sporting 160 underscore EN. Like I said, subscribe to the YouTube. Hopefully we can get a thousand subscribers by the end of the season. And hopefully we'll have, you know, some extra things planned if we do get there. Um, but yeah, thank you all for watching. Really do appreciate it as always. See you next time. Peace.